What's going on everybody? My name is Ivy Hongos. I'm a photographer and web video producer. In this podcast, we're going to talk about longer form content, the Mojave updates, the Shane documentary, and why I'm mad at Josh and David Dobrik. And we're going to start off with uh, why I'm mad at Josh and David Dobrik, and that is because maybe they'll reply to me because I'm tweeting this at them. <clears throat> and you know, I have a Twitter account, so I'm like, uh, like I work for Rolling Stone or something. But uh, I just like to ask if y'all could put the the curious and views podcast on Spotify because the fans do it. But I just like to have the original person have like upload it. You know, I'm also really excited for the views video content um, because sometimes they'll be like, "Oh, this this would be funny if people were looking at it." But uh, kind of just moving away from that and talking about podcasts, which I find are becoming more predominant <clears throat> in terms of, you know, content. And I think a great example of this is Joe Rogan's podcast with Elon Musk, which is in video form. I watched the video. I watched the live stream. I was there every second. You know, it was like three hours. And I always use Elon Musk because he is, you know, a great example of just everything except for Twitter. Um, don't listen to him when it comes to Twitter uh, or Twitter updates. I mean, like Twitter advice because that guy. There's a reason that they they said that uh, so much to monitor his tweets every time. Before, anyways, love Elon, but uh, you know, I think the media portrays him in a really bad light most of the time. You know how the media works. They usually don't want longer form content they want more like snippets something that'll get people's attention real quick and the Joe Rogan podcast I felt like really gave us an inside look into Elon Musk <clears throat> excuse me I was talking for 20 minutes earlier so my voice is a little dry into Elon Musk thought process which I'm pretty sure is like un- any anybody else's when this guy's like solving a million problems at a time right so I think that's what it does. And if you look at content like also um, Neil deGrasse Tyson, who's a great guy. Hope to meet you one day, Neil. Um, it just lets you see what might be going on in their head and kind of learn from that. But I, I think that's why, you know, people are kind of bored of the short term stuff, the little burst of dopamine. And um yeah, it's just more enjoyable, you know? Uh, it's the ba- most basic form of communication, which is language. But sneeze, I don't know if I am. No, I'm not. Okay, I didn't sneeze. Um, but yeah, I, I just think that's why podcasts are a lot better, uh, especially when they come in the video form. And it's just like, you're just kind of seeing that interaction, which is pretty interesting. Uh, but kind of moving away from that and into longer contents, which will spew into the, like the Shane documentary. Um, it's kind of like the same thing, you know, uh, longer content is becoming more predominant and that's easy to see with, uh, the Shane documentary about Logan, Jake, what is it about? <laughs> Jake Paul, Jake Paul, right? They both look the same. Um, uh, yeah, the, the Jake Paul documentary, it's 45 minutes long and it's eight, eight episodes. Y'all can do the math. I did not major in math, so I can't re- I'm saying like, it's really long and all these four parts before part five, you know, because five, I mean, four, three, two, and one come before five, um, have all been pretty long. And we can talk about the tone and, 
you know, the editing style in a bit, but they have been very long pieces of content. And what's most interesting is that these 45 minute podcasts, a few, I mean, podcasts, uh, like documentary style, you know, following someone, it's eight parts, they would have not hit the recommended, the number one page, um, like a few years ago, like maybe a year or two ago. But, you know, we're going to throw out the word algorithm here. Like, I know what it means. I do know what it means. It's just, I feel like it's a word that's being thrown out here so much because we're all millennials and we all know how to use an iPhone. Um, But the algorithm is optimized to keep you on the website as much as possible. And and Shane, who's been doing this for like 10 years, knows how to keep people um, on the website for longest. I don't don't feel like that's like his all goal all the time right but the, you can put more advertisement in front of these potential viewers put merchandise and you know target advertise and kind of do all that you know you know how it goes we talk about it we talk about it a lot in society and you know the effects of social media on on the brain really and there's been a lot of cases with this um and you know it's it's a powerful marketing tool but it's also a very dangerous you know, way of shaping the brain, and, um, you know, probably like older generations say, like, oh, it's right in your brain, and yada, 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 and in a way, they are right, you know, it's, it's a way that the brain has never really been manipulated like, they have, like, professional psychologists, there's been many people going against, you know, social media, you know, it's how it works is, you know, based on the TED Talks, hopefully they get a tech talk one day, um, you know, it's about releasing short bursts of dopamine into your brain. And, um, you know, that's short term, but it keeps you on if you release little by little. So I'm just wondering how now YouTube is kind of going to manipulate that to a to form for longer bursts of dopamine. And is that safe? And, you know, I like my dopamine to not be <laughs> dopamine. Yeah, right. That's, that's the stuff. I always get it confused with the sleeping, the sleeping agent. Um, what is it? Um, it's like, it's the stuff that makes you fall asleep. But anyways, dopamine. Do, do, dopamine, right? Dopamine. Let me, let me just Google that. But anyways, how will they do, dopamine? Uh, Google heard me. Dopamine. What is dopamine function neurotransmitter can be released by nerve cells to send signals to the nerve? The brain includes the sixth path, one of which... Uh, but it's just kind of happy. It's stuff that makes you happy. Oh, see, you can hear that. I'm Googling this. What does dopamine do? What is dopamine? What is... So, basically, it's a good stuff, right? Okay, I Googled it. Okay, see, I'm checking my sources. One chemical always stands out. Dopamine. The molecule behind all of our most sinful behavior... Oh, wow, that is... Dopamine is love. Dopamine is lust. Um, this is from Slate. Is that a... You know what? I'm going to go to a credible source. Uh, to naturally. Dopamine. Dopamine. You know, it's Healthline. That sounds pretty reliable. Dopamine is a chain that has many functions. It involves renew- reward, motivation, memory, attention, and even regular body motions. There you go. Um, that's from Healthline. And that seems pretty legit. Obviously, I want to check my sources. Um, let's see, also psychology world, dopamine, 
roll dopamine, plays critical role in awake controls our movements, the critical gangline motor dust, short dopamine, particularly the death of dope. Okay. Basically, role in pleasure motivate. Dopamine is commonly associated with the pleasure system of the brain. There you go. Two sources, and this is from psychologicalistworld.com. Um, but anyways, very important thing in our brain, and social media is messing with that and you know we're the first generation to really see that so we're you know it's like the first of any sort of prototype you know um like we're the one this is the generation that's gonna have the most bugs now i'm not saying like we're electronics i'm just saying like if you remember iphone one like that was not a very complete product like it couldn't handle you know multiple app, like, like what you do on your iphone now like listen to music have a video running in the background split screen like all, all that stuff and i'm just wondering how this longer content is going to be releasing and keeping us entertained with that dopamine like how how is youtube going to reward these people and is it is it like ethical do you do you want them to stay on the site for longer if it's going to mess up with their brain and i guess it just it kind of becomes about that so and uh, kind of moving on to the Shane documentary, um, I'm unemployed, so I have quite a bit of time to watch it. I've, I'm going to be honest, I, I watched all of them. I'm watching part five right now, and I'm trying to be open-minded about everything. I'm not going to really make a judgment until the end because, you know, you kind of need, I, you know, I kind of agree that there didn't need to be a parts, and, but then you need that buildup, you know, you do. I feel like Shane was trying to portray the best that he could and that's because as a filmmaker and, a, and as a content creator you want to have that build up and in a way you also kind of you're trying to give a like not be super biased because if you just put out like the, the, the first part which was you know about psychopaths and the second one and it really comes down to the editing right so like if he and the build-up and telling this narrative like middle beginning and end and ever watch like a really bad movie which had no introduction okay i'm gonna bring up the last airbender which is an awful movie and the last airbender the one with real people in it um which is really bad basically um there was no build-up no character development none of that and i feel like he he knows that you need that to make a proper video. So, I mean, overall, the cutting, the editing, the music, it all drastically changed when he, after the first two parts, you know, that's, that's just my opinion. The music was a lot different. It was a little bit more upbeat. The cuts <clears throat> were a little bit less interruptive and there was a way more footage. Imagine the rendering time on that thing. I hope he's using Final Cut because wow um and it, that that's just kind of my view as a uh, content creator and someone that's tries to be like as specific as possible when it comes to their edits you know i put some memes in there every once in a while but the thing is um it just kind of seemed like that and you know short-term content and i feel like he's kind of like the first one that's really testing out the limits of this algorithm because he keeps on trending you know number one trending right now the world of jake paul number one us and 
you know, I'm, I'm kind of just asking the question, do you feel like short-term content is becoming irrelevant? I mean, we, we see with IGTV and Facebook, you know, YouTube's biggest competitor, which I think IGTV never really took off because I'm still watching YouTube videos and I don't even have the app on my phone. Do you have the app on your phone? Um, and I feel like all this really comes down to how long are you grabbing people's attention and you know has this generation gone of gone bored of really short content um, i think david dobrik talks about this i mean obviously his his vlogs are out of this world <laughs> sometimes imagine if he's a guy that gets chosen to go up to space with elon musk i mean crazy uh but with the rich with the rich guy that bringing some artists um they're you know is it, is it becoming boring like is is shorter content which is being asked to deliver a message you know there's like much in like journalism you know middle beginning and end you know you kind of have your introduction your build-up and your end and i feel like shorter content is asking you to have uh to have the build-up what is it beginning your beginning and your momentum combined and then have a conclusion um but are we really moving away from that and kind of giving my opinion on this it's like i mean i feel like certain content has to be short um for example tech reviews they have to be detailed that to be short and sweet and i feel like mkbhd does that really well he's short sweet gives all the details um and i, th- I think it just depends on the area that you're on but that's, that's kind of it. Uh, I kind of just ramble on these. See, this is kind of like a t- thought process. I sourced the word dopamine from many news angles. Um, I'm better than uh, Fox already, you know? <laughs> um, and, and finally, um, less exciting news, which is the Mojave updates and just kind of my opinion before I give the video review. Uh, I think this, if you watch this and watch the video review, you'll kind of see my, the before and after, I guess. Um, because these are kind of like notes, so you're kind of seeing the raw stuff. So that's never mind. Anyways, um, so the new Mojave update is personally a welcome addition for me. The update brought in some great additions, uh, stacks. You know, <laughs> my desktop is usually pretty messy um, in terms of way too many screenshots that I say I'm going to use for videos and then never use them, and I never delete them. So stacks is a welcome addition, except when you have two monitors and if, like if you have stacks on, you can't move it. You can't move the, 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 the folder to the second desktop. Like if you have stacks on, they have to be on there. Uh, the introduction, introduction of dark mode, which is really great for us night owls. And it just looks slick and nice. And I really needed that because I use flux. And sometimes I'm just like editing, but I don't want, I want that yellow stuff or that orange stuff, right? So dark mode, really great addition. Um, the background, the dynamic uh, wallpapers are great, but there's not enough of them. And are we the first ones, like Apple fan base? are we the first ones to have these? Or did Windows already have them? I haven't used Windows in so long. It's like, do we have them? Do we not have them? Um, also that finder looks way neater. Um, the flow asset looks great and you don't have to open up Photoshop as much because there's some really great built-in tools like rotating which is like something that I use a lot and I usually just use Photoshop to rotate an image sometimes um, 
but you know it's got taken away which is great the app store looks way nicer sleeker there's up to 32 people that can facetime with you which is awesome and i feel like skype is like cringing its its teeth does anybody else actually use skype like when when in god's name are you going to use skype like if you don't own an and if you don't own an iphone then uh you need to get new friends <laughs> i mean uh yeah, anyways, this is why you don't get invited to the, to the iMessage sometimes, you know? And of course, they lock down on privacy, but like, honestly, do you care about privacy? Because you probably signed up to the terms and services without reading the terms and services. And of course, um, the biggest thing and the, the most important thing that I was kind of critical of was the touch bar. It's really forgettable, much like Robert California in the office, the touch bar as I've used it over the week, has really not impressed me. And I'm going to, if you see my video on the touch bar review and why Steve would be disappointed, it's kind of sad that this Mojave update didn't bring up anything new. Um, you think that they would bring in their biggest and baddest and best features with this new update after so much disappointment in the touch bar and people going like, eh, after, you, after Apple said that this was the future of computing and they put a really heavy weight on that. You know, I was really eager to jump in there, jump into those settings, and I'm like, yes, I'm gonna, it's gonna be, look, it's gonna look better, it's gonna have more functionality, and it, and I mean, there was some extensions that were added, like AirPlay, Quick Action, Screen Lock. I kind of use them, I guess, and, but it's not like, well, well, life-changing. There's still limitations of the touch bar, mostly that you can only use four commands on the strip, which essentially is kind of a waste of time. But honestly, who cares, right? You're only playing like an arm and a leg with this product. I, can, I cannot rearrange the look or its functionality to my personal liking. And four buttons, come on, we don't need four buttons. Like, I wish I could just use the entire strip. Um, but, you know, it is, I mean, I, I press a button. I keep on pressing way too many buttons, less options. Less options sometimes are nice, you know? Just have it all up there. Um, and then there's also the idea, the fact that it kind of just looks sloppy. Uh, especially when I'm work, working with like a third-party application like Bear. Shout out to Bear. It's become one of my favorite uh, applications recently. And they have their own stuff for the touch bar. But then you also have like Apple kind of trying to get in there with their emojis. Putting in like, I'm not going to put emojis on my notes. Um, and it's really annoying. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. Like I've had some really great experiences with third-party applications like Bear and Spotify. They giving me a great touch bar application but i feel like something like firefox and lightroom they're kind of just ignored the touch bar and you know the function keys were never broken so why did you try to revolutionize them like the wheel like how do you make the wheel better i don't i don't feel like you can you know um yeah it's it kind of becomes like apple thought that we would that like eh, stuttered i feel like apple thought that we were forget about something like the touch bar which is in front of us the entire time and it's being sold to millions of people and i feel like they kind of gave up on it they gave up on it like apple air power y'all remember that it, it, it's taken down from the website but it's to me that's boring that's like don't get me wrong the mojave update is a welcome addition and it's great in terms of design there's still some bugs i mean there's always going to be bugs within the first update any 12.0 like 12.0 update obviously for the ios had a lot of bugs but i mean like oh come on man like there's so many people that just call the touch bar man like 
me. Like it, did, it didn't even impress him. So that's kind of it. And I'm, I'm saying like it's a B. That's what I give it in my review. I give it a B. Like you can't. Like the software is I. It's not. It's great, but it's not like whoa. Like oh wow, it changed my mind completely. And Apple has. I feel like they're trying to add a lot more stuff that I don't. Like I personally don't need it. Um, and they're kind of not listening to us, but that's kind of normal. So that's kind of it. And hopefully I can find the update. Can you, can someone please fit, can someone please update the anchor user interface? Cause they bring it, they brought in some good stuff, but that's kind of it. Anyways, uh, you can tweet at me. Uh, you can uh, find all my information on the link tree, my YouTube, my Instagram, my Twitter. Um, and let me know, like, did you like the Mojave updates? Um, what's your opinion on longer content? David Dobrik, if you're listening to me, like, uh, what am I being on the vlogs? And, um, and that's it. That's kind of it, you know? Um, don't, don't forget me. Like, Apple forgot their air power. And that's because I'll come back with more content. Hopefully. Hopefully it won't be a month, a month this time. I'm unemployed, so I guess I'm not doing anything else. Uh, but that's it. Thank you so much for your time and your attention. My name is Isaac Hongos, and I'll catch you in the next one.